0: Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by Boxing Hall of Famer, the great Teddy Atlas. We're actually recording this uh, episode a week early, because I'll be over in London, as we've discussed previously, running the marathon, but we wanted to get you guys a
1: preview. By now, you'll be champion. That's You'll be champion. Ken, <laughs> you, I'm making a prediction. I make predictions on this show, right? Yeah. I do. Usually boxing predictions, but we're going to make one about the marathon. And new champion, London, marathon, 50-year-old category, Ken Rideout. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Teddy. Uh,
0: I wonder if we can get my bookie to make a line on that. It's got to be close to yes. even money, I would think. I would hope. Um, that being <laughs> I know said... you'd be upset if it's not. No, definitely. That being said, I want to talk to you, Teddy, today about the um, upcoming Wilder Fury trilogy. A lot of build-up for this fight, a lot of ramifications. Um, Unfortunately for Mr. Fury, uh, Usyk has upset the uh, massive payday that was waiting if Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury could have both got the wins. But Usyk had other plans. He's now the unified champ. Uh, As we know, Fury has the WBC belt that he won in his last fight by stopping... um, Deontay Wilder corner stoppage. Uh, Mark Breland will get into all that with the uh, corner stopping the fight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But with that being said, Teddy, what are you looking for in the rematch? And what are you excited about? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, first of all, to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off of what you just said you said something that's important to be said not too many people talk about the business side of it and yeah you're a businessman you you help people make money you help people invest in the right things uh you bring deals together and i know that really all seriousness if you were involved in this you would have somehow told fury's people and joshua's people we're just talking about the business side right now not the other side of the competitiveness what fights best we're not talking about that just talking about the business of making money and you would have talked to fury's people and also joshua's people and and somehow convinced them that hey no matter what it cost you pay off wilder I don't care what to step aside. Normally, it could be three million, two million, one million, four million. I don't care if it's ten million. I mean, as crazy as that might sound, I would argue you fight- could. Have, I would argue
0: you could have potentially paid him twenty million.
1: Twenty million. I agree. I agree. I was going light. Yeah, I agree. I usually don't go light, but I was going light. Uh, twenty million, because you're talking about a universe of maybe seventy-five million feet fighter. Who knows? Somewhere yeah. in that.
0: I don't Easily, think. Right? I think they've already discussed a hundred, a hundred and fifty
1: yeah. site feet. If I have the fight in the Middle East, so so I mean, come on, so you, I mean, huh, so you do anything to to make sure that that fight is not risked, and they let this fight get away by not going that high. Arum, uh, all of them, Hearn, Arum, well, whatever, whoever's involved, because they did not find a way to get water and then to water's credit he wanted to fight i give him credit for that but they should have found the way because a lot of people took for granted Ah, oh, don't worry joshua will take care of business and you know he'll win the fight uh they thought it was a foregone conclusion they really did you don't assume stuff or you make a you know what as has out of you know who yep. me right so they assumed that Joshua would beat Uzek and then Fury would beat water and they would still get that mega 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 fight in the desert. But no, you can't assume that now it's not going to happen. So, that's the first thing. I had to mention that. They made a mistake on that. And as long as I'm on it, there's always a lot to criticize with Wilder. First of all, you don't know how to fight. You don't know how to fight. He, you know, he was given a God's gift of power. Pa- punches are born, they're not made. And he's got power. And he can erase a guy, boom, like that. But he do not know how to fight. He better learn something. He better have learned something uh, in between his last fight. But what I want to give him credit for is that he's got pride all fighters do but he's got pride he showed his pride it wasn't about the money it was about getting he demanded that a judge give him this rematch he had a rematch clause he demanded he get the rematch he wasn't going to step aside he demanded maybe they should have tempted him a little better (laughs) you know with more money like we just said with 20 million whatever but still i don't know if he would have took that uh maybe he would have but i don't know he, I truly believe that he wanted this fight because he knows what it stands for. It stands for redemption. It stands for his identity, who he is the rest of his life. It really does, because up to now, he was a guy, the brown bronze bomber, knocking everybody out, champion of the world, had one of the, you know, part of the belts, and he's knocking out all these no names these no names and you know really and then he gets a guy he fights a draw with him he drops him twice he fights a draw with with fury the first time a lot of people thought he lost that fight then they do the rematch and he gets knocked out and now this fight really is for his identity who is he who is he is he the guy that was knocking guys out or did that guy ever really exist did he ever really exist that guy or he's just knocking out props? Was he just knocking off, knocking down pins that were put up like in a bowling alley? And he was just knocking them down. You know, was was he like in the Rocky Three? I think it was the Rocky Three movie, where Rocky has been champion for a while. You know, knocking all these guys, doing a tour, knocking all these guys out, and now he's got to fight the number one contender. Glover Lang. I think that was his name. Glover Clubber. Lang. Clubber. Uh, 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 Clubber Lang. I'm sorry. Clubber Lang. I wouldn't be a good movie director to come <laughs> up with the wrong titles. And Clubber Lang. And he <laughs> knocks out Clubber. It makes sense. Clubber. Better than Glover. And he f- he's fighting Clubber Lang. And that's Mr. T. I knew that much. who was Mr. T. And now Mickey, his trainer, doesn't want to fight. And he's trying to Get him out of the fight. And he says, no, I want to fight the guy. I'm champion of the world. I'm the best in the world. I want to fight the guy. He's talking like a fighter, like a champion, the way you're supposed to talk. And Mickey's saying, nah, you're not ready. What do you mean I'm not ready? I'm the best in the world. I beat everybody. And Mickey's really, really, really determined not to let him fight. He's trying to protect him, kind of like Custom Auto was trying to protect Floyd Patterson in the real world against Sonny Liston. He didn't want him to fight. He was champion of the world. He didn't want him to fight in Sonny Liston. He knew it was a bad style. He knew it was the wrong guy for him. It was his club lang, if you will. So, and sure enough, Liston knocked him out in the first round and then in the rematch in one round, uh, Floyd Patterson. So, it's kind of like that. And Mickey is doing everything to deter him from fighting and then finally he says he says to mickey he goes what are you talking about i'm Sylvester, uh, not Sylvester stallone i'm rocky balboa uh, he is Sylvester stallone though the actor i i'm the best i'm the heavyweight champion of the world and he goes i'm i'm the i'm the guy who i beat all these guys i'm the best i'm the champion i walked down the street i'm the champion he goes they they were set ups they were setups. What do you mean they were setups? They were setups, those guys that you would knock it out. They weren't real. This guy's real. This guy will knock your block off. You got to stay away from him. Uh, Mickey sounded something like that. So he was like, What are you talking about? I was an heavyweight champ of the world. They were set-ups, those guys said you've been beaten. And that's kind of where, in a lot of ways, in the real world, that's where Wilder's at. <laughs> were they set-ups? Was he ever champion of the world? I know he knocked a lot of guys out. But who'd he knock out? I mean, this is for his identity, who he is. It really is. This is a lot more than for a purse and to fight uh, Usyk to unify all the titles, you know. This is... F- this is for a lot more than this than that this is for him this is for him for his soul for how he feels about himself how he can walk down the street about who he is who he was like i said was 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 they setups was i ever champion the world Hey guys, quick break to give a shout out to our
0: newest sponsor, Momentus. It's one of my favorite products for uh, supplements, etc. In the build up to the London Marathon, I've been taking. I mean, i probably I don't know how much money I spend there every month, but a lot. <laughs> but full disclosure, I'm an investor in the company. I love these guys, Jeff Byers, the founders, former NFL player, USC superstar, offensive lineman. Um, like I said, I have been taking this stuff in the build up to the marathon. I've been taking whey isolate protein, the elite sleep. Sleep Blend, PR Lotion, and the Collagen product and the buildup. Um, special offer to our listeners, Momentus is given a special sample pack. You get the protein, the collagen, Elite Sleep, and PR Lotion, so you can try a week's worth of all of these products for just $35 by going to livemomentus.com slash Atlas. Again, the promo code is Atlas, A-T-L-A-S. Go to slash atlas to take advantage of the uh, special sampler pack. You get the protein, the collagen, elite sleep, and PR lotion for just thirty-five bucks. Give them a try. Again, use the promo code Atlas. The only one I can see on his list that looks in, that that I that I rate is Ortiz who might have been 65 at the time of the fight, but Luis Ortiz yeah, was...
1: or, or 72. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. Ortiz was a southpaw from the Cuban team, uh, good puncher, good counter-puncher. Uh, yeah, but he was like 40 years old. Yep. But yeah, you're right, and he fought him twice. He fought him twice, and he knocked him out twice. Yep. Um, and Ortiz was winning the second fight clear. I, I remember calling that fight for ESPN, and I was up at Bristol watching it, and I remember reporting on that fight, not calling it, but reporting it afterwards for show for um, uh, for SportsCenter. And I think he won the first six rounds, like on my score. I mean, really swept the first six round Ortiz, and then of all, all of a sudden the hammer got dropped. You know, the you know, that great eraser. Yep. So again, who did he beat? And this fight. Is for his existence, the existence of wire. Uh, they could do a. They, they do these things that sometimes are good, sometimes they're all right. They don't do them anymore too much, you know. Uh, where they show behind the scenes, the making of the fight and the preparation of the fight. You know, they do those things. HBO used to do them. Uh, they did a pretty good job with them. Uh, I don't know Showtime. I guess did a couple of them, but they all access. They would, yeah, they would do those shows. This one should be In Search of Wilder. In search of Deontay Wilder. Because that for me that's what this fight's about. It's about searching for Deontay Wilder. Who is he? Where is he? And who 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 will be there for the next X amount of years in his life? Will it be the guy who just knocked off maybe knocked down a bunch of pins that were lined up for him? Or will be the heavyweight champ of the world? That's that's what's in the balance. There's so much more at stake for him than there is for Fury. Fury has already defeated his demons. He's already come back after struggling with depression, struggling with suicidal thoughts. He's gotten off the floor, and then he came back to the second fight, and he freaking walked down this great puncher, and he knocked him out. So he's he's done it. He's, you know been there, done that. He's, he don't have anything to lose compared to what Wilder does. See, I I look at all that when I handicap a fight. What's in the balance? Where's the urgency? Who's at the most risk? You know, and I look at the physical components, the mental components, but the mental components are attached to who's got the most urgency. Who's got the most risk? the most to lose the mental components attached to that so i'm looking at that and um i see this fight from the physical dimensions of breaking it down where water was the bully and he got bullied in his last fight it's that simple he was the bully he had the power, you know, he used to talk the big talk and everything. He was knocking these guys down, you know, one after another. Put the next one up, bang, knock them down. But, <laughs> you know, like in a carnival where you're knocking those those <laughs> those targets down. One after another, put another one up, pop. All right, give me the big doll. I'll take that one over there. Yeah, I'll take that big one. I'm taking that home. <laughs> give me the giant teddy bear. Um, I don't think he won a teddy bear. He probably doesn't like me because uh, I talk about some of these truths. Um, but I'm giving him credit. I'm giving him credit for wanting this fight because of the reasons I just said. But he always was the bully. And he got stood up to. The bully got stood up to in his last fight. And the bully got bullied. You know what? Now the bully has to show that he can stand up, that he's more than a bully. He, he does. You know what he's got to do? I always believe this. Usually if you look and you know how to look, there's a precedent for what you're talking about. Not always, but a lot of times. You know what the precedent here? He's got to be George Foreman. Yeah, he does. I'm telling you, it's perfect. Wilder has to be George Foreman. George Foreman was the bully, and then he got stood up to in a schoolyard over in some place called Zaire, (laughs) about 4 o'clock in the morning. He got stood up to by... uh, some special guy named Muhammad Ali, and the bully got bullied. And the bully had 10 years to live with that, to exercise those ghosts, to live with that and feel what it was like to live with that or not to live, not to fully live when you felt funny about going down the street of who you represented and who you didn't represent. And how you felt about yourself when there was no entourage around. When it was quiet. You're all alone with your own thoughts. Where there's no insulation, no nobody protecting you from hearing those things that people say. Yeah. That's, that's a big difference. The entourage disappears fast when you're not a champion. I love George Foreman. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world because of the transition he made from bully to champion to real champion and he beat my guy to do it that was tough but uh and he did it at about 45 years of age but he redeemed himself he he exercised those ghosts that he had to live with for 10 years to come back and be george foreman champion of the world you know uh to know who he was to to fight for that identity and that's what, it, that's what he was, we were fighting against when I've, we fought him with Michael Morrow. We were fighting more than just a big, strong guy. We were fighting all of that. And that's what Wilder needs to bring to the ring. See, Foreman had 10 years to learn, to deal with it, for it to get to be on him and to be absorbed and to feel what it made him feel and understand what he had to do. He had 10 years. Wilder's got about one year and eight months. About one year and eight months since he was in the ring, I think, with uh, Fury. So that's how long he's had now to think about it and to understand. And I think he does understand. I think that's why he demanded this fight instead of taking any step aside money. Because he does understand what's at stake here. (laughs) That it is about more than just a fight, it's a fight for himself. It's a fight, as I said, for his identity. In some ways, for his his soul, his spirit, and so he's got a Teddy. People are going to say, Teddy, give us some of the breakdown for this fight going in, like you did with the Joshua uh, Usyk fight, which we happen to get right.
0: Hey guys quick break to give a shout out to my man bardia Helmy at over at premier fight picks this guy's one of the top handicappers in the sport I talk to him frequently about the fights and who he likes I love the guy uh, top combat sports better and analyst uh, 70% winning record publicly tracked for over three years his longtime success stems from a rich history in martial arts with over a decade of training competing and coaching experience Bardia's subscribers profited big time this past weekend at the UFC 266 as he cashed in his max bet on Alexander Volkanovski in his free bet, a two-leg parlay with Jessica Andrade and Talia Santos. If you like to bet on fights and you're looking for help in picking winners, visit PremierFightPicks.com to subscribe. Again, great value. is a good guy. Really, really uh, knowledgeable on the fighters and what's going on. With seven UFC events scheduled throughout the next seven weeks, as well as the Big Fury Wilder 3 fight, uh, it's the perfect time to sign up. Bardia is currently offering weekly, monthly, and annual subscriptions, which will get you access to the best combat sports, quick picks, and analysis Analysis out there lastly bardia also gives out free bets and analysis on instagram at premier fight Picks and on twitter at pff handicapping go check them out tell them that we sent you from the fight with teddy atlas good luck to everyone
1: i the first thing is He's got a new trainer, Malik Scott. Funny thing about that was Malik Scott got knocked out by Wilder. <laughs> you know, he he was one of the pins that got knocked over, quite frankly. He he got knocked out by him, I think one or two rounds, whatever it was. It was fairly early. And now he's training now he's training Wilder for the biggest fight of his life. And they got rid of Mark Braylon. I thought it was unfair, I thought it was wrong, I thought it was terrible what they did. Blaming him or what Wilder did. But anyway, that's where we are. And it's hard to judge what Scott could do because he really hasn't trained. He doesn't really have bodies to work out there where he's trained a lot of guys where you could say, okay, he's a good or a bad teacher. You don't know. What I can tell you, as a fighter, he was a defensive-minded fighter, a careful, cautious fighter, the opposite of Wilder, to be honest, not a big puncher, and a guy that was technically pretty good. Technically not bad. So in that way, he may have some of the mental aptitude, um, cerebral aptitude, to understand how to be a teacher. Maybe we don't know. Again, we it's a it's a new thing for him. So we're going to find out, and we're going to find out on a big stage, an important stage. But he needs to have taught him something. The main thing is Wada needs to know. And face up to what I just said. That, you know, he was, he was bullied. He needs to be prepared to stand up. He needs to now be the boss. He got bossed all over the ring the last time he was in there with Fury. He needs to be the boss. Now, how's he going to do that? Well, it starts with the mental part. With And he's showing that by wanting this fight. Wanting to face the, you know, the wolf at the door the boogeyman, uh, the ninjas coming over the wall. He's he's ready to face them. That's where it starts. He wants redemption. That's where it starts. Now, he's going to have to remember that. He's going to have to remember how it felt after that fight when he made all the excuses about the suit was too heavy and Mark Breland poisoned him and all that terrible stuff. Terrible, absurd, ridiculous stuff. Really. You got to be you got to be strong in everything. So it starts with being strong outside it. Face up to that. Stop it. Stop it. I was the one who needed to be stronger. I was the one who needed to face what I had to face. Not blame somebody else for my shortcomings. I was the one who came up short, and I'm not going to come up short. Not this time. But it starts with the truth. We're facing what you gotta face. And then it starts with the physical, tangible stuff. He's gotta be balanced. He's always off balance. You know, throwing right hands like he's throwing a frisbee on the beach. You know, hitting sunbathers in the head, you know, that that are out there putting copper tone on and he, they're getting hit in the head by a frisbee. I mean, come <laughs> on, don't bother those sunbathers. Really, let them sunbathe. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Don't be throwing those right hands crooked and sideways and upside down and triangular. Throw them straight and keep your balance. Don't throw, fall all over the place. And don't throw them in desperation. Throw them knowing why you're it, when you're it, how you're it. With expertise, with precision, with form, with technique. Not just check chucking it hoping it lands somewhere keeping your balance so he's got to be balanced he's got to be better technically he's got to be a little better i know they say you can't teach old dogs new tricks well watch our watch our fight plan coming up watch it because we break it down just like we broke down the joshua using one we break down what he has to do what both guys have to do he's got to at least have some semblance of fundamentals Again, starting with his jab and his balance. His legs balance, where he's not falling when he throws a right hand or a punch, and where he uses his jab. The difference in that fight was Fury's jab. Fury used that giant skeleton of his, that giant body of his, to come behind the jab, to push back wild, to push the bully back with the jab, to to keep him from getting off the right hand, keep him discombobulated, like George Foreman did with his jab against Joe Frazier before he hit him with the uppercuts. You know, he used that jab like a, like a foam pole to just control Wilder, to keep him controlled, to keep him off balance. The first time he fought him, he used his legs to keep him off balance and his head movement. This time he used his jab to back him up and keep him off balance, to keep him stymied to keep the bullets in the chamber, not allow him to f- pull the trigger. And this time, water has got to be the boss with the jab. Use your jab. you got a hell of a long jab. Use your jab the right way, where you're controlling Fury. He's not controlling you. And again, on the fight plan, you're going to see how I give examples of how I think he can do that. But the bottom line is, you got to be prepared to control with the jab don't get controlled by his jab and again it starts with learning something from a technical standpoint of that you haven't shown uh, ability to to really express that you've you're capable of knowing those things i mean you, you, your technique has been pretty bad and worse in some fights uh, except when you land that punch, that right hand, which you've landed many times, uh, the lights go out. They've gone out. They've gone out, except they didn't go out with fury. They didn't go out with fury. So now you gotta find a way to, you know, you you don't need an electrician, you know, to fix the lights. You, you might need a psychiatrist, but you gotta be your <laughs> own psychiatrist. You gotta be your own psychiatrist. You do. You gotta be what I'm talking about. And, So you need that jab, you need that balance, and then you need to set up that right hand the right way. Again, don't chuck it like a frisbee. You know, really. Come on, stop. It's not good to throw right hands like frisbees. Ken, remember that. It's not good to throw right hands like frisbees. You know, throw it straight. Throw it for a purpose, with a purpose, at the right time, where you're timing it over his jab or where you're slipping and throwing it and you're countering with it or you're throwing it behind a nice solid jab. But again, it comes with being a boss. Comes with controlling range. Using your jab to do that. Not being pushed all over the place. Not being bullied. Not being bullied. It's your turn now to stand up to the bully. So, it's your turn to live a real life Rocky movie. A real life Rocky movie, really. Very similar to that Rocky 3 where, you know, Rocky was wound up getting knocked out by Clubber and uh he started doubting himself and Mickey told him, Yeah, they're all set ups and now he had to he had to search within his own self. Like, who am I? Who do I wanna be? Well, that's where it is right now for Rocky. Uh well I shouldn't say Rocky, but uh the real life Rocky right now, if you will. That's where it is for for Wilder. Uh he he needs to And and listen, the way I look at this fight, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of X factors, intangibles, Ken. One of them was COVID. You know, Fury got COVID, and this fight was postponed. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, okay. But the fight was postponed. I think he had COVID. Now, if he had COVID, is is he completely over it? And what was the effects of it? Did, did he have enough of a training camp to be 100% now? I, they, they pushed it back further than people thought they were going to push it back originally. So, that, that's what, so I think he had it. So has he recovered? He should have had enough time to recover. But how was his camp after that, after coming back from COVID? It was what kind of camp. And here's another intangible. We're only looking at that part of it, but I'm going to look at another part of it. Wilder, he had to post, the fight was postponed. He was already ready for the fight. He was already in camp for a while. All reports that I got, he was really, really in shape. And mentally and physically, he was ready to face the boogeyman. He was ready to do what he had to do. And now the fight gets changed What did he do? Did he take time off? I would have gave him time off. Did he take proper time off and rest and then get back to training? Or, and this happened before in the history of this sport, did he go right back into camp and keep training and maybe got overtrained? I don't know. I have no clue. I have no reports to tell you. But I know that that's a possibility. That's something. I know you have to have good, expert people in your corner to make those decisions, to make sure those things don't happen. That's why you need a good trainer. That's why you need the right people that have that experience that can help you make those decisions. Because if you leave it up to a fighter, a competitive fighter, a fighter that is looking for redemption, like Wada, I could see him going right back into camp. Yep. I could. I, I could see it in a positive way because he wants to get right back. He wants to get that title. He wants to prove everyone wrong. He wants to show who he is. and But that's where you need the right people to say, no, 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 no. You got to take some rest here. The body is not a machine. You got to take some rest here. And you got to, then we'll get back at it. You can't just keep going because you may leave too much of it in the gym. So those are the intangibles. Those are the X factors that are laying out there for me to try to decipher when, when I figure out who i think is going to win the fight just like i had to figure it out and think about all those things with uzek and joshua and lucky enough to get it right but this one's tough because he's still got that eraser water you know even if he don't learn the technique uh maybe fury is accomplished enough maybe he gets a little careless because you can't make a mistake with a puncher like water maybe he gets a little careless maybe he takes them for granted maybe maybe not saying he will but maybe and you got that hammer of thor that right hand of water that can make you pay for those mistakes fast fast
0: and guys so to To the fans out there listening to this, if you want to see an example of exactly what Teddy's describing for both guys, what they both have to do to win this fight, we'll be posting our fight plan this coming Thursday. Two days before the fight, the fight plan, you guys all know what it entails. Teddy and I are in the ring at Trinity Boxing Club. We go through the whole thing, what each guy has to do to win. These episodes do really well. I think the fans really enjoy them. I hope everyone enjoys this one. It was a lot of fun. But, Teddy, can we talk about the fight pick before for the guys that... Um, my bookie check out my bookie my use the promo code atlas atlas for 50 percent credit on your first deposit up to a thousand dollars for free um teddy what are you looking for here and who do you like and how's it go down
1: you know the easiest pick for me would be to pick fury yep because and again i some people don't like it but you know what too bad I'm I'm straightforward, and I just telling you, I'm not trying to make friends, I'm not trying to make enemies, but I tell you how I feel, because that's what I'm supposed to do, uh, without worrying about you know, I'd be a gentleman doing it, but without worrying about who's offended, who's who's on the wrong side of my opinion, and doesn't feel properly treated. Um, but Fury's a better fighter. Yeah, I said it. So that means I'm picking him, right? Maybe. Maybe not. He's the better fighter. He's better technically. I think he's tougher mentally. Um, he's uh, shown that, I, I, I believe. Uh, he's uh, more versatile. You know, only one dimension to Wilder that right hand. But Fury showed he can box. And he showed he can also walk you down and be aggressive and be a heat seeking missile and go get you and get you the freak out of there. So he's much more versatile and dimensional. Having said all of that, Wada is fighting, as I said earlier, for his existence, the rest of his life, for who he is. That's powerful call it pride whatever you want to put a simple word to it but he's fighting for redemption and as i said fury is already you know he's silenced the wolves that bark at the door he he's you know he's come back from all the things he's come back from he's shocked the world and uh He's accomplished so damn much, and he's such a smart, genius promoter. He is, and he's a genius in the ring. I give him credit for that. He really is. I think that Wilder's going to be a little bit better. He needs to be at least a little bit better technically. He has to be, because of all the reasons I just laid out there earlier. I think he's... I think he's going to be, in some ways, the new George Foreman, and not George Foreman and being so smart that he changed his personality and the way he talked to people. George was a genius. George is a very special man. I said it earlier, to face what he faced and come back from it. He's a very special man, very strong, spiritually. Mentally, emotionally, physically, very special man. And he did it at 45 years of age. There's not too many George Foremans out there. And I have all the respect to George because not just for the fighter that he is, for the person he is. Quite frankly, again, Wilder would have to go a long way to try to be the person George Foreman is. Not that you can't, but he really would have to go a long way. Um, but he's in position to kind of be the reincarnation of George from all those years ago, from 26 years ago. Well, actually, 37 years ago, I think, somewhere around there, when George lost in Zaire. And then 26 years, I guess it's been, or 25 years, um, that he won the title back against my fighter, Michael Moore. But the journey is very similar where George had been stood up by Ali and was bullied after being a bully for so many years. Um, and he had to be, he had to live in a, in a lonely world, you know, in a lonely world for a lot of years. Thinking about coming back, thinking about, you know, Searching for George Foreman, if you will. And he did it. Wilder has the same opportunity. The same task at hand. And the same emotions. Dancing in his, in his chest and in his head. Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he be the latter day George Foreman in that way? I'm going to say yes. Interesting. I'm gonna shock people. That I'm is gonna shocking. say yes. I, I know. I I'm gonna say yes. That somewhere that he will be stronger because he will be more afraid of how he will feel the day after the fight and the many, 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 many days after the fight, what he has to live with and how he'll feel. He'd be more afraid of that than of anything he has to feel and face on the night of the fight. Because that's only going to be 36 minutes if it goes the distance. 36 minutes, baby. And that's it. Everything after that, eternity. Eternity is a lot longer than 36 minutes, Ken, if anyone hasn't told you that. (laughs) A lot, a lot longer. I think that's what he's going to realize. I think that's why he turned down whatever they did off him, these geniuses that they are. They let like a $500 million fight get out of there, get get away from them. <laughs> you know, with, when you talk about the universe of the fight, you know, because each fighter could have made at least $75 maybe maybe $100 million each. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I think so. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway... I think he knows Fury is fighting, you know, for his legacy, for his which is very important and for another big payday and to keep to keep it going. And I and I love Fury and he's tremendous. But again, this guy's fighting for something a little bit more rare than that. A little bit more important than that. He's fighting for who he is his existence, his right to feel a certain way the rest of his life, you know? So I'm going to, that's my pick. I'm taking water. Wow.
0: Well, there you have it, guys. Like I said, tune in Thursday to watch the fight plan. And uh, obviously the fight's on Saturday night. Looking forward to this one. May try to actually get to this one. We'll see if it happens. But um, Teddy, thanks for doing this. I think that was, uh, I think probably shocked a lot of people, but uh, appreciate the time today. And uh, we'll look forward to breaking this one down when it's all over. I hope he learned how to use his damn jab. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. Well, guys, thanks for being with us. Hit the subscribe button right now. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you guys. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be back next week with a full breakdown of the Fury Wilder fight. Take care.